the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast, where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the biblical five-point covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling. Coming to you live from Fozzywigs. Annual Christmas party. Wow. Good old Fozzy Wig. Yeah. I remember him. Barely. It's the <laughs> Worldview It's the Worldview Media Podcast Family Edition. Christmas holidays. holidays edition. Winter break edition. Holidays. All days. We are going to be looking at the classic Christmas movie, The Muppets Christmas Carol. Best Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. My okay, name is Gordon Runyon. I am the the host. <laughs> <laughs> and the giggler is... <laughs> I'm at 6 o'clock on your radio dial. At 7 o'clock is my middle daughter, Jordan. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> at, at midnight is the wife of my youth, Miss Joyce. There's a twilight. She's also the wife of my twilight. At 2 o'clock is my oldest daughter, Jordan. I mean, Wait. <laughs> my oldest daughter, Carmen. Say hello. Hello. Oh. <laughs> she brought her. She brought her air horn. I have a holiday one too. It's under construction. And at four o'clock on your radio dial is my youngest daughter Reagan. Hello. hello. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. That may be all she says during this. <laughs> so. My family has a special attachment to the Muppets Christmas Carol. I need somebody to share with the vast audience of Worldview Media Podcasts mm. what our Christmas Eve tradition entails. Well, ever since Jordan and I were young frogs and pigs. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? And then we had Reagan, little tadpole. who was a weirdo, a little tadpole. Um, we would... Open up one present on Christmas Eve, which was usually always pajamas, <laughs> and then we would sit in front of the television, and uh, we. I would think watch. you jumped into the tradition way early. Oh, it's, way the whole late. Thing. it's the whole thing. Well, but you forgot all about our pre. Oh, before that, we go and drive around and look at the Christmas tree lights and stop at all subs <laughs> for for hot, hot chocolate. chocolate. If you don't know what Allsup's is, it's a um, gas station, a statewide gas station in New Mexico. Not a big gas station. It's, it's like a Seven Eleven. Yeah, yeah it's, basically that. It's only, it's only in, in New, New Mexico. Mexico. So after we've gone through the lights, we get the hot chocolate. We come back, open our pajamas, and then we sit in front of the TV in our pajamas, brand new, brand new pajamas, and we watch the Muppets Christmas Carol because then. When Kermit sings the song, there's only one more sleep till Christmas. Then it's true. It's true. Yeah. There's only one more sleep till Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's and real. Then we go to bed. <laughs> that Most always made me watch. so anxious as a kid. 
And how he would say, there's only one more sleep. I was like, there's only one more sleep! <laughs> I was so excited, and then I would just have a hard time focusing on the rest of the movie. <laughs> As oh. will be proven. <laughs> As we go into this. My personal tradition is that I fall asleep in the first ten minutes of the movie. So he won't be able to help yeah. with this podcast. No, I've still seen it through a lot, but... <laughs> Between <laughs> Dad and Reagan, they kind of know what happens in the movie. <laughs> we can piece it together. I can give you the plot you right I, now. Right, right. <laughs> I can lay down the plot right here. Okay, so speaking of the plot of this movie, it, it really is a pretty... Well, they changed some things, but the bones of it are Dickens's Christmas Carol. And in this we have, uh, let's see, Bob Cratchit is played by Kermit the Frog. Brilliant actor. Yeah. yeah. Legend. Legendary frog. Mm. And what's the name of the guy that plays Scrooge? Michael Caine. Uh, Michael Caine. Also a legend. Maybe yeah. not as much as Kermit the Frog, but... Well, depends on the company you roll with. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the two major characters, but we have uh, two narrators yep. who narrate the movie, and one is uh, Gonzo. Yeah. yeah, as Charles Dickens. Mm-hmm. As Charles Dickens, and Rizzo the Rat. As himself. As, himself. <laughs> as he is in all his best roles. Yeah. <laughs> Like some other actors. And so they go, through, <laughs> they go through the movie then, and let's just go around. What do you think about this movie? Overall, what do you like about it? Let's start over here, Jordan. Oh, okay. Well, I like all the music. I think all the songs are really good. Yeah. And, uh, man, all the jokes really yeah. land. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny. Never like, miss. I, <laughs> how long have... I've been around for 25 years, and I've probably watched this for at least 24 of them. Yeah, so I've, I, I might have watched it the first time, and I just don't remember. But every time I watch it, I laugh it's so, at everything. It's so good. <laughs> it, and it, it's so faithful in its own weird way to the source material. Yeah, yeah, it's a Muppet version of it, but you can still watch it and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, that's a Christmas You read Dickens Carol. afterwards, you're like, you know, I kind of like the movie more. <laughs> oh, I definitely have a favorite part. Oh, okay, what is it? The scene with the Marley Brothers. Oh. <laughs> Where they and come they back. Dance. Yeah. The little Muppet Marley Brothers come back and dance and sing. And that's my favorite part. Because they do the... They do the, the thing where the one and guy... And the stepping of the toe, is that a good <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Maybe they do a funny dance. They, uh... It's really subtle humor. <laughs> it's so good. But it's special to us. Yeah. Um, Anybody so else have... Carmen was right. She did go to the first showing of this movie when it came out in 1992. What? And she was about six months old. We were back here in Tucumcari. Uh, Gordon was out to sea for six months. It came in while we were here, and Carmen and I went and watched it. <laughs> so... Wow. So y'all are crashing on our tradition. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get it right. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I could say it was Christmas Eve, but yeah, so kind of. I didn't know fun. that. It was just you two. Mm-hmm. Just us two. Oh geez. And Carmen. Was, <laughs> so Carmen would have been. What year was that? Ninety two. So she's about six months old. 
Original year. And then, uh, <laughs> and pretty much every year since then. <laughs> I think so. Mm. I think so. Probably got it, and I said, oh, "I love this movie." We'll <laughs> <laughs> watch this every year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other overall comments about this, Mama? What do you like about it so much? Well, I like the message of the story. I like the songs. Um, it's funny. It's scary. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Range uh, of emotions happening here every Christmas Eve. So, and there's just there's a lot of comedic parts to it. You know, I think when uh, Mr. Scrooge goes to the Cratchit home. Oh. You know, <laughs> poor little poor little Kirchy. 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 Bring it home. Yeah. And, you know, the goose. And there's just... Uh. There's, a, there's just a lot of good stuff in this in this movie. So. It smells delicious, Mother. It smells so good. It's a... <laughs> the crazy eyes. Oh, man. I do think it... No, I haven't seen every Muppets movie, but I think I've seen a few, and... For me, this is clearly the best one in terms of just comedy and oh yeah, it's really good and music. I thought it was really funny. Okay, and the puppeteers okay. are all really, <laughs> okay. They're okay. all really good. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they've got a range of sizes of puppets that are in the oh, in the movie. Yeah. Oh true, just, the know, little from, nieces. Yeah, well, and maybe that's you know some some cool editing and and filming, and they're not so tiny, but. There's just but this, and the music. The music is really fun. Yeah, it is good. There's a scene with Michael Caine, and he's there with those little tiny mice, and it's Michael Caine next to those tiny mice. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably at least real tiny mice. Over no somewhere. cheeses for mm-hmm. us mises. Yeah. Bring out my jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> my broken little <laughs> All right. I guess if anybody else has any overall things or if you said all you want to say overall about this movie well personally i think this movie gets looked over as a solid christmas time movie you know i was uh looking on facebook and it had like the top 10 and of course there's always it's a wonderful life and White there's elf and you know there's all these others home but alone. Home alone. <laughs> it's a christmas movie it is a christmas movie he's but, home alone but there christmas. was no muppets christmas carol so i was like all right guys come on now muppets christmas carol you know it's true and mm-hmm. so and i don't even know if they had the orig- original oh like or maybe they version? did maybe they did have a, ri- yeah. a home alone one. is not a christmas movie first one is set during christmas they're all set, set during, during christmas, christmas yeah. but that well, would like make Die Hard. That yeah. would make Lethal Weapon a, a Christmas movie. Some people have Die Hard as I have friends that their favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. <laughs> of course, they haven't seen the Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. So they don't know Polar Express is another one. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate that movie. <laughs> that was a bad movie. Yuck. That was <laughs> nice. That's the no, it wasn't. Move on. <laughs> We're not right. talking about Polar Express. We can do that next Christmas. No, that's we didn't not. even like the book really. So, not, <laughs> not the same quality as Muppets Christmas Carol. So, yeah. if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. And Is then, it the best Christmas Carol movie that you've seen? There are the millions of those. I've seen. Um, I, yes. I have to say yes. 
PBS had a Christmas Carol thing yeah. that was a musical, and it was just the, the singers on the stage. But it, oh, yeah. it seemed to me like that was really good. Yeah. Do you remember? Well, that? did you watch all of it? I uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> does he watch all of this? I mean, I think it was kind of that was kind of fun. I guess that was a pretty nice little production. And My... there was a Patrick Stewart one. Oh that... yeah. Well, he is top notch. Yeah. My thing for this movie. What I would say, like, yes, okay, Patrick Stewart's great, and there's all these different versions of it out there, but I think if you're looking for something that you can put your entire family down and watch, you know, if you want a Christmas carol to sit down and watch as a family, regardless of kind of age, Mm -hmm. this would be the one that you should do, because, you know, there is the really kind of goofy stuff going on, but there are some scenes where, like, uh, when the ghost of Christmas past shows up, um... Gonzo and uh, Rizzo kind of look out around the door. They're like, oh, it's getting spooky out. We're just going <laughs> to leave. See you later. And they do. And they're gone. And so then the whole movie after that point goes, you know, very somber. The ghost doesn't speak to him. You know, they go to the grave. and He's crying. And it's like, I remember being concerned about that big ghost <laughs> when I was small. It's crazy. Um, I still am. You're talking about the Christmas yet to yeah. come. Right? Christmas yeah. yet to come. Yeah. You know, being concerned about that. And there's some really good... Uh, even though it is a Muppet movie, you know, there's some really, like, emotional parts in it. Yes. So he cries every year. I cry every year when he tells her. <laughs> <laughs> She's crying right now. <laughs> Not yet, but I'm working on it. Um, you know, but it's, it's, here it goes. I got to be strong. Love is gone. Love is not gone. Um, but there's a lot of stuff in there, and it is, I think there's a lot of stuff for, <laughs> for, uh, for different something ages. for everyone. Something for everyone, yes. Thank you, Jordan. I got caught up in the love. <laughs> and lost. That's, that's so not characteristic of you. That's amazing. I, I gotta that's hide amazing. it. Christmas I gotta hide incredible. it, because I, I just get too emotional, I'll start crying, so I gotta be tough. Oh my. Well, right. and I think it's really... Uh, it relates to the condition of man and who we are as unredeemed people and the mm-hmm. mistakes that we make and um, that these things will haunt you. Yes. You know? Yeah. You're moving into worldview. Just saying, good movie. Y'all watch it. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's take our break. And when we come back, we have a guest who is a expert on Charles Dickens. <gasps> an expert. And the Christmas is Carol. Dickens himself? Gonzo? <laughs> I know it like the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> the scar on my wrist from when I fell off my bike. <laughs> All right, break time. See ya. Are you interested in Christian education? Would you like to learn how to be a Christian teacher or how to run your very own Christian school with success? The GCS Apprenticeship Program can help. Learn more on our website at gcsapprenticeship.com. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. 
And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom. back on the Worldview Media Podcast talking about the Christmas classic, Woo. The Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh! <laughs> that was good. Oh, workshop it. Take it to the workshop. The, the Christmas Santa. air horn fell flat. <laughs> Alright, so we have a we have our own resident expert on the Charles Dickens story, The Christmas Carol. What? That is impossible. What a twist. My middle daughter, Jordan, is really studying to receive... <laughs> she is brilliant. Beautiful. <laughs> Single. <laughs> She's picky. Uh, yeah. Just standard. She's not picky. <laughs> She is studying to receive her master's degree in English. Is there an emphasis? Or? Uh, creative writing is my emphasis. Okay, creative writing. And this last semester, of course, you're home on Christmas break. Yeah, it's all over now. This last semester, one of her classes was just about the Christmas carol. Well, that was her project. Well, for me, it was. That and was her she had to read everything that's ever been written about the Christmas Carol. Much as I could. And write a huge it paper. It was 20 pages long. Okay, so it was a big old paper. And and what I thought I would have you do, since you're obviously the expert here. Sure. Is, <laughs> oh, she likes that too much. Is, <laughs> Talk about talk about the consensus of what the so-called experts believe the message of Dickens's original story is. Um, well, okay. Uh, so there are typically like three camps that uh, literary critics will sort of fall into when they are looking at a Christmas Carol. And the the, uh, the most popular of them is the sort of allegorical camp, which will read the carol as being like, uh, it's clearly this sort of conversion allegory where Scrooge is the is the person who's mm. really yeah. uh, greedy and selfish and uh, well, not yes. yeah all of the things that he is yeah and uh, that's a job. <laughs> I don't know how they get that. And that uh, throughout the story, the three ghosts symbolize different things to different critics. Uh, mm. Sometimes it's the awakening of different parts of like the human person, so like the mind and the heart and the soul. And oh. Sometimes it's you know it's just depending on who you who you look at, yeah. what they're gonna say. Sort of everybody is. Um, Camp two. Well, I'm. What? <laughs> She's ready for camp oh, two. Well, it's not. I'm not done with camp one. <laughs> We're still camping. Hit the highlights. <laughs> I am hitting the highlights. Oh. Carmen, it took you five minutes to say that there's a. Everyone can enjoy this. Film. <laughs> <laughs> everyone can enjoy the film. Because <laughs> it's. No, hey, you, no, you it's had not your a theoretical discussion, though. You it's had a your chance. Go on. Uh, well, so, and that the whole story is 
then the conversion of this sort of misanthropic guy mm-hmm. to being more uh, caring. caring and philanthropic, philanthropic <laughs> and yeah, you know, generosity and compassion and all these things that he had sort of been lacking. And that that sort of conversion then allows him to kind of join society and... Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, because he had sort of been pushing all that away. Uh, The other two camps are... uh, One is they'll look at it psychologically to see if sort of this overnight transformation can make sense psychologically. Mm. So the uh, one guy I read was... had written a an essay about how the the experiences that Scrooge has, if we interpret them as being like dreams and not actual things, yeah. then uh, we sort of get this idea that he's always kind of known all these things subliminally and now he's oh, just coming out and yeah. all this stuff. So the psychological camp will sort of try to justify the, the whole... But then overnightness for the psychological camp. What's the trigger? Is it the the bad piece of cheese or? Well, some... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it it it'll vary, I guess, from different people. But uh, yeah, and then I mean, because he'd been like that for ever. Entire <laughs> <laughs> life. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And then, well, that's why they're trying to be like, is it really even conceivable that somebody like this inconceivable could change? so drastically overnight and then the last camp will look at it uh economically and they come up with like a really wide range of of different varying ideas about what so they're thinking said. that dickens was commenting on economics at the time or? yeah that kind of thing that it's a it's more economical and about uh about like society so just a than it is than it is about like a personal but would not just be journey. another kind of allegory though well it technically it is but it's what they're sort of focusing on okay because the really the really allegorical camp is looking more at like uh they're sort of more specifically religious whereas the uh oh, okay. the economical camp is more looking at like the economy yeah, and, and the psychological and power structures would, and, and all these things would, yeah would just completely disregard any yeah. religious aspect. Okay, so here's a question I had for you. Which camp were you? <laughs> Are you did you fit in a camp? Uh, for my paper, I was I was probably allegorical. Okay. But did you agree with everybody else? <laughs> well, sure, mostly. Uh, mostly. <laughs> That's why she went to that camp. All right. <laughs> That's why uh, I decided to pitch my tent. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I never pitch anything. <laughs> All right. No. I had a question when... There's a part in the Muppets Christmas Carol where Tiny Tim uh-huh. had just come back from, what Church. was it, Christmas Eve service or oh, something? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And he makes kind of a oblong, sideways <laughs> reference to Jesus without mentioning his name. Yeah. But he's, what's he say? Hopefully him being there as a little cripple boy yeah. will remind people of the one who, who made the lame to see and the blind to walk and stuff. Well, yeah, that's the gist <laughs> of it. It's the blind to see and the lame to walk. Oh, what did I say? You, you said the opposite up. thing. The, the lame to see and the blind to walk. <laughs> yeah, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> And if they can walk, (laughs) then I can paint. (laughs) 
So that was an obvious reference to Jesus yeah. without saying his name. Okay. And so what I have wondered, I haven't read the Christmas Carol, but what I have wondered is do do the versions that we get on screen just leave Jesus out or did Dickens leave him out? Is that what they did in the Muppet thing? Is the, that the Muppet, faithful The Muppet or thing is, is pretty much verbatim. Yeah. So that's what uh, that's what is in the book, yeah. Dickens is sort of... High five for the Muppets! Yeah! <laughs> okay. Dickens uh, is sort of... And it's been suggested that it's very purposefully sort of vague about uh, those things. And I, I forget the quote, but I had read somewhere that he, uh, in the book, was always... That he had like a benevolent attitude toward religion without sort of really buying without yeah shoving it down on people's throats yeah well there was kind of an enlightenment era idea that maybe what society needs is the fruits of christian religion without the spiritual reality of christian without the roots yeah (laughs) you could have the fruit without the root yeah i feel like that i feel like that is probably exactly what's happening okay all right. Very interesting. Okay. Uh, let's talk about themes, or what do you get out of this? I feel like there. Are, <laughs> I feel like there are some things in the movie that are communicated that are maybe a little bit more incidental and stuff like that. Uh, just what do you think the movie is about? I think ultimately it comes down to. Whatever your treasure is, there is your heart. That's and mm-hmm. and you see that definitely in the character of Scrooge from the beginning to what he valued to the end of what he valued and what he was going to invest in and pour himself into. And that, um, that changed radically. And it wasn't that he didn't have the money or the funds to do the things that he did at the end of the movie. It just that wasn't his desire to do those things. And even for his own benefit, he didn't use his money. You know, right. he lived in a cold, dark house. He had um, <laughs> scraps of food. Yeah. Remind you of anyone? Joyce. Joyce. Because frugality is not a bad thing. <laughs> it's 52 degrees in here. <laughs> what did I tell you? Please dress send- like it's winter. <laughs> send us all coats for Christmas. But no, I think At you're right. And I think that's also true, not only with the character of Scrooge, but also... Um, the family. I can't even think. Tiny Tim. Yeah. The Cratchits. Yeah, the Cratchits and how they... Didn't really uh, have a lot. They didn't have a lot, but they... Their value wasn't on Yes. It was on family. Yep. <laughs> Love. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say, kind of my overarching. Like, yes, the, the where your heart is, that's where your treasure is going to be, but also I think in all of the big... Um, the big flashback scenes that we see in the flash forward that we see uh, is him kind of looking at love in different things. You know, when he's a kid, he doesn't go home to see his parents or anything like that. There's right. no, like, familial love there. And then mm-hmm. going to his workplace and, you know, all these people that are happy and, you know, connecting in- to each other. He doesn't have any kind of uh, just, like, you know, love between friends. And then, you know, with Belle, that he gives up on romantic love and having a family of his own in the future. And then when he dies, that... There is there no nobody, one. There's know, no one to love, cares. love him or care about him, um, and so 
for me, a lot of this is kind of pushing the, the, and it's kind of what you're saying, but the difference between, uh, like love and money, like mm-hmm. success emotionally and success, uh, materially, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what he sees when he goes to the, the Cratchit's house is like, this is what love looks like. And it's just kind of something that throws him off completely. Yeah. And then when he goes to his own family's house and they don't say anything nice about him and, you know, he kind of. Yeah. And that always makes me sad, too, because he's into it until, you know, he's the punchline of a joke. And then you can just kind of see him. Oh, uh, he displays. Sh- yeah, he just kind of shatters a little bit. Yeah. Well, and that you bring in the the aspect of when he's a kid and he spends all of his holidays at boarding school and doesn't really spend time with mm. his family, you know. Or the other kids, even. I, I think we, we grow up in homes where we think that's normal. And so when you go out from that home, that's the things that, you, that you're going to carry with you, that this is how I relate to people and this is mm. how I relate. And so um, I always say that each family is dysfunctional just because we're fallen people. You try to do the best you can and you're going to make mistakes, but mm. uh, each family is dysfunctional and you, you carry that and you expect the world to work like that. And I think you... You saw that when you went off to college yeah. and you said, oh my word, there's some weird people out there. <laughs> Put your hands up. <laughs> so, um, I hadn't thought about that aspect of mm-hmm. Scrooge. And it just makes me sad for him too, because for him to go through, because he's an old guy, you know, yeah. so right. to go through his whole life just, and you look at it and it's just lonely and it's very sad. Yeah. Well, it does kind of make you wonder how he got that way, because... I think mom was, when Jordan was talking about the psychological camp, to me there's a lot of that that makes sense. I I believe the ghosts were really there. Sure. But Miss Joyce <laughs> came up with this. You made kind of an offhand remark that if if it's if his subconscious is what is correcting him, then that means... On some level, he knew the right answer the whole time. Right. And, and and that's very interesting. And you kind of see that as especially Ghost of Christmas Past comes and shows him all those scenes. Mm-hmm. And you can see him brighten up as he sees these fond memories of right. loving well, people. Alone. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's really sad, too. That he's, like, naming all these kids, and he's all excited to see him, And then you see him as a kid, and he doesn't want anything to do with any right. of them. And how he loved Fozzie Wig and yeah. what a great boss he was, even though he was a horrible businessman. And, mm-hmm. and, so ridiculous. And then with <laughs> the girl, Belle, uh, that he left behind, you can tell that broke his heart. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of makes you wonder what was it that hardened him and made him something other than that? Was it just the idolatry of worshiping money and success? Well, when will idolatry not <laughs> land you up in a bad Well, exactly. Place? There is a concept in the Bible that's throughout it that men become like what they worship. Mm. That's the whole goal of the Christian life is to become more and more like Christ in everything that we do. And to make the world more and more like Christ's kingdom, you know. It, well, it is his kingdom, but on earth as it is in heaven and and but it works with idols too you know the psalms say that idols have eyes but don't see and ears but don't hear they have feet but they can't move and then it says uh at least in one place it says those who those who make them are like them 
And so I think the concept is you become like what you worship, whether you want to or not. And so we see this guy who loves the cold, hard cash and, mm. and he becomes cold and hard. Yeah. And, uh, even though he knows better. And mm. at some level you can see he kind of regrets that. Yeah. Yeah. But the other thing that I kind of like about this story is that it shows actual, uh, I have to preface this because it isn't it isn't an explicitly Christian story, mm-hmm. but it does show a sinner realizing he's been doing it he's been doing it wrong. It does show a guy repenting. Yeah, you know, it's within the confines of the story. Yeah, it's not biblical repentance in that he's not specifically turning to God in Christ, but you do see him actually making a U-turn that bears fruit and mm-hmm. sustains that fruit and. Yeah. Uh, what some of the last lines are about how his reputation changed yeah, from that point there forward. There was never. Oh, uh, there was never. He was the. Uh, there was oh. never a man, uh, who, as good a man. Oh yeah, he was as good a man as the good old city ever seen. seen. As good a and let who that be said of us. <laughs> 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 All of us. <laughs> And as tiny too. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's that's one of those direct kind of fruits that you you mentioned. You know, in the in the the alternate future, he goes to where he dies. Tiny Tim has also died, but yeah. then you know, at the end, Gonzo and Rizzo were talking about it. And Tiny Tim, who did not die, <laughs> oh, and that's, and that's kind well. of yeah, that's kind of directly attributed to Scrooge changing his behavior. You know, well, and it's not right. like. It's not right. like explicitly said, Scrooge saved Tiny Tim's life. But Well, he had to have on yeah. some level. Yeah, on some level. Yeah. Yeah, right. Gave him a raise. Yeah, he gave, he gave him. The cashes <laughs> have money now. More they money. don't have to live in a 55 degree home. And, uh, <coughs> Mr. Scrooge, Lots if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you're out there. <laughs> Jordan's pretty short. So. <laughs> and just like the little rats at the office. <laughs> like in the running home. <laughs> we have to have bright senses of humor to see our way through the dark halls. <laughs> There's only one. There's one hall. It is pretty dark. <laughs> that was a great line. I like that a lot. That's why you have that headlamp. <laughs> I do. No, I do. I have a lot of headlamps. <laughs> People are like, are you a minor? <laughs> no, I just want to so I just want to be able to see. <laughs> yeah, people think I'm prepared. I just, I just live a rough life. She lives uh, like a mole, yeah. basically. Oh boy! No, no. We like it here. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts or comments on? The Muppets Christmas Carol. I, I'm already ready to watch it. I mean, when I went to Florida the first time, 
I was gone for Christmas the first time. First time I was gone for Christmas, mom sent me a copy of it and I made my roommates watch it with me <laughs> and they loved it and then I watched it again by myself so I could sing all the songs. <laughs> um, I did it the same thing the next year. It's like, it's great. I love this movie. All right. So, is this the best Christmas movie for y'all or does somebody have a favorite that's different than this one? I don't really think that I watch a lot of other Christmas yeah, I movies. Yeah, I, I realized this year that I have not seen a lot of Christmas movies. Well, we watch the the traditional, like, stop motion. Oh, yeah, we do, we like, watch like, those, but uh, that's not like, I don't. like, Santa Claus is coming to town, or yeah. a year without a <laughs> Santa Claus. Not me! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's not, like, Rudolph. like, I have to watch those. If they're on, it's like, oh, cute, I get to watch these. But, yeah. like, I have to watch... But for Christmas Carol, and the only reason I don't think I watch it more in December is because I have to watch it on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yeah. 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 It's weird. Have y'all seen It's a Wonderful Life? I feel like through? I saw some of it. I have seen it, and I didn't especially enjoy it. The thing is, I feel like I've seen some of those old Christmas movies, like Miracle on 34th Street or whatever, yeah. but they are all, they're all just so slow. And kind of, they don't have the depth, and they yeah, and, and the entertaining. Or any, I like White Christmas, but frogs. I don't think it's my yeah, my favorite. That's all right. I mean, there, there are other Christmas movies out there, but National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is quality <laughs> <up> entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> and it is pretty funny, and Elf is pretty funny Elf too. Elf is pretty funny, but if you're looking for like. Something with good solid meat. Some depths. And you're right, you're right. That's actually got a Christmassy sort of message. To yeah. It. yeah. Real... And it's a story you can grow into. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. really, you've seen it all My the whole life. life. <laughs> no, because that was year zero, too. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, we're going to call an end to this and uh, wish you all Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and... Blessings to everybody. Tradition. Yes. Right. You don't have to go to all sorts of New Mexico. No, that's part you of You can the, go to your gas station in your state, in your town, <laughs> and then drive around real slow looking at strange houses. <laughs> well, the reason we go to that place is because it's everybody open. else <laughs> closes. And so they're the only ones open to get hot chocolate. Works out okay, though. No, I like it. <laughs> all right. So, Merry Christmas, y'all. Go out and dominionize. There it is. <laughs> we'll see y'all next year. Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media Podcast. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs>